0: America. My name is I'm Yosef I come to you live every Thursday about this time. And I want to tell you that political and, and physical infrastructure are inseparable. You can't talk about food or housing or water or roads without talking about the political processes that allocates the budgets and the labor to get the to produce the food the houses and the roads and stuff like that right so right now in jackson we have it seems like a physical infrastructure problem but it just so happens that's a physical infrastructure problem that disproportionately affects black people the huge black populace that is in jackson mississippi right so we have a physical infrastructure problem with political antecedents and it's implicated, that means tied up in a way that you can't separate them with. uh, It's a physical infrastructure problem. That's tied up with a political infrastructure problem. What the case is that black people in Jackson don't have any sort of political accountability from the statewide or even national leaders. Right? In a well ordered world, there should be no uh, population in the United States with like extended access to dirty water that doesn't have access to clean water. And I've seen some of the pictures of the Jackson water. It's not something you can boil out of. It's just, it's, 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 it's third world water, right? And that just, it goes back to our status as black people, as a, as an internal colony without, um, as an internal colony that's adjacent to like a functioning nation within a functioning nation. But I mean, it's embarrassing that the people in Jackson, like Jackson is the capital city. But the uh, uh, the state government that's based in Jackson is indifferent because Jackson's a black city, right? So you have to understand what that means, that you can't separate physical from political infrastructure, the black people in Jackson do not have any political juice, they do not have the state or federal political power in order to, um, you know, spend a billion dollars to get clean water, right? So, and in the absence of rights, Well, you can just say like, as a matter of right, I in order to be a good citizen, in order to be a good democratic citizen, I need, you know, clean water. In the absence of rights, you need to have power, but we don't have any power. And so the political problem of black people just being an exploited class, that, you know, the white people in Mississippi and the United States like keeping vulnerable. I would say they're disposable, but a lot of houses need cleaned. And a lot of like, we still do a lot of we, black women, at least still do a lot of work that the whites like, so we're not quite disposable as much as we need to be kept vulnerable. And one way to keep us vulnerable is to, um, you know, tie a bunch of strings to the possibility of us getting clean water, right? So you can't talk about physical infrastructure, especially in the democratic republic without talking about political infrastructure. And right now, the people of Jackson do not have any political juice. They have a mayor who might seem well, but then he has to go and talk to um, uh, a state legislature, which functionally is the Klan, right? State legislature and, and, and administration in Mississippi are functionally the Klan. So they're not going to, you know, bend over backwards again or anything. They, and it's, We're talking about a billion dollar problem because of so much deferred maintenance and it's not just Jackson, Mississippi. I suspect anywhere there is a congregation of black people. Um, in the absence of a huge number of white people, you better check the water because it's probably not pretty good, not very good. And that's and that is an American story about how we disinvest from black neighborhoods and not secure them with the same quality of infrastructure physical and political infrastructure that you need right So you need a political infrastructure that means you need competitive elections, uh, open access to your elected officials and you know functioning press and media in order to hold, you know, your government accountable. And then that government is going to secure water for everyone and make sure that the resources are around that everyone gets contracts, business contracts, everyone gets water, everyone gets the things you need in order to live an American life, right? So we like to think we can disaggregate physical infrastructure from political infrastructure, but what it is is the political hostilities, um, the political hostilities that are targeted to black people in the United States end up having phys- have, are like expressed in an adequate um, public commitment to physical infrastructure for black communities. I hope I dispatched that and clarified that issue pretty well. Um, you can't separate political from physical problems because everywhere there's a physical infrastructure problem, there is a political infrastructure problem, especially in a wealthy nation. Right. So, if you see physical infrastructure problems in, in the United States, look for the political breakdown. And the political breakdown in Mississippi is that the whites still want to run the place and they like keeping black people vulnerable. And that's vulnerable and degraded. All right. So, um, good. Now that we've dispatched that, let's talk about, you know, so I'm writing a paper right now on, on Plato and. And Socrates and, and pretty much wholeness and I'm going to run the argument real quickly. Um, we like to think that who we are is extended through our body, right? we, not extended through our body, like begins and ends at our body. And because we have this immediate awareness, it seems that we have an immediate awareness that like we are here and the outside world is outside of us and um, we feel what happens to us as a whole. And we don't really feel what happens if I, you know, throw a rock over that door, um, the door breaks, but I don't really feel it. However, if you hurt my child, either hurt my child's feelings, I feel that. So who I am, seems to also include my child. Right. And you know, and, and so that that should be immediately saying that the story of who we are, must extend past who we are as a whole must extend past our, our body. Right? Because if you hurt one of my loved ones, part of them being loved one is I feel their pain. I feel their pain. Except unlike Clinton. um, I actually do feel their pain in a way. Right? By the way, you know, about 20 years ago, someone told me, told me something real funny about Clinton, that it's, it stayed in my mind. So I'm gonna tell you and it'll stay in your mind. This guy, this cat said, Look, there are two kinds of white people in these United States. You got white people, who say no when they when they say no, they mean no. And you got white people like Clinton who, when they say yes, they mean no. I thought that was pretty 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 funny. So I I tell it to the people. By the way, if you like the if you appreciate the gems that I give to you every Thursday, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, and I'll keep doing it. And you know, go the channel and you know keep the lights on. All the everything everything you see costs money um so our wholeness is not just a matter of our body our wholeness includes our relationships and particular kinds of relationships that wholeness is expressed in 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 different ways right we we can be betrayed by a heart attack i mean you know but we can also be betrayed by other people and that hurts us right because we are we are also our relationships and we're realized in these relationships so when you get fired when you get dumped when you get put in jail that's not something that happens external to you it's not like i'm free but i've just been put in jail no you're like you are less who you are You are, in solitary confinement you are you are not whole nobody is whole in and sol- in solitary confinement um that's, that's a problem. And honestly, and if, it's, it's not clear how that's the case in the paper I'm writing, I make it pretty clear about how this is the case, I'm not going to do it all here. But just understand that one thing that Socrates is actually pretty good about is in Plato, Socrates, especially is understanding that the sights and sounds and feelings, the immediate feelings you have are often going to confuse you and you need to kind of numb yourself to the immediate sights and sounds in order to get at the truth of the thing. Right? So this immediate physical awareness I have of myself just being this body isn't actually is is confusing. I need to numb myself to that to see how I am not just this body. I'm also in my relationship with my family. I am also, you know, realized in the whole of me is also realized in you know, my job in this podcast in this relationship we have right now. And any damage to any of those relationships is damage to the whole of me. And if I want to actually be like a unified realized person, I need to be unified and realized in all of my activities. Because they are all a part of me when I die, they're not when and when they when I die, and they talk about me, they're not going to talk about, um, you know, the fact that I, I, you know, I have weak eyes and I need glasses, or they, they, they talk about the fact that I got a little bit of a the Clyde Drexler. I was trying to figure out how, who I'm balding like, and at first I thought I was balding like Kareem, but then I saw pictures of uh, Clyde Drexler and I realized, oh, I got, I'm I got, under all the, under this little bit of hair. I got the Clyde pattern. I got that glide pattern. I got, I got, <laughs> I'm balding like Clyde Drexler. So when, at the funeral, when they talk about me and they talk about the whole of me, they're not going to talk about these physical aspects. They'll talk about me as I am realized in all of the activities in my life because that's more of the important human aspect of me right and any damage to those um any damage to those relationships is a damage to who i am right so you can't abstract me from these relationships and uh, yeah socrates uh, and we know that and you can i mean when i first started talking like this i'm sure a lot of people's eyes started glazing over but if you've stayed with me or if you go back I think you could go back two minutes and then read and then listen to what I say again you'll see that i'm actually kind of right and there's a way in which that you knew that i was right or it makes sense now in a way that it didn't before because you were too wrapped up in this immediate awareness of yourself as just being your body but you need to numb that immediate awareness of yourself to kind of let your mind actually think through what it means to be you and you'll see that who you are actually includes the whole if you're going to talk about the whole of you it includes not just, you know, your body, but also your relationships in um, the who of Eunice, And, you know, we know this when we talk about like the hereafter, if, if you believe in that, um, how tall are you in heaven? Do I still wear glasses? So uh, these are all, these are all questions that if it's going to be me in the hereafter, it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting conversation. But right here, inland, Just know that your sights and your feelings, your immediate feelings, were gonna confuse you about basic facts about who the whole of you is, right? They're gonna confuse you, right? So you need to kind of numb yourself before, especially before you start talking to other people um, about like who they are and how they need to um, take care of themselves. Because if you have a narrow understanding of yourself and you try to take care of yourself, you're gonna end up hurting yourself. And this is actually, you know, a lot of what Socrates was talking about. People have confused notions of who they are and then they tell other people (laughs) in that confused way and then they end up degrading themselves, right? I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I could talk about, you know, these parents who kick their kids out at 18. By the way, if if you're kicking your kids out at 18, you're not winning, like in so many ways because you're actually degrading yourself. Your, your, your children are extensions of you and even your communities too are extensions of you. So like you're invested in um, the health of your community because the health of your community is your health and not because it affects your body. It also affects your body, but but it affects the whole of you insofar as you interact with these communities, right? Uh, I guess I can tie it back to Jackson insofar as the, lack of community health, infrastructure, political and social infrastructure, health, and that kind of degradation bleeds into now like, um, uh, 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 deficient water, right? So and that poisons your body, right? So who you are, isn't really, you can't trust your immediate feelings. And if you train, and if you can numb yourself to your immediate feelings that you just exist in your body but like what happens outside of you doesn't affect who you are if you can numb yourself to that immediate feelings you can grow newer better truer feelings that'll actually make you sensitive um to like your relationships in an appropriate way you should feel bad if something happens to your children even if it doesn't happen to your body people don't like talking about this especially liberals because uh well for liberals for a lot of reasons but um they don't want to admit that then who you are is not 100% in your control. Just like you can't control when you're going to have a heart attack, or when you uh, uh, you can't control what your kids going to do. But it's nonetheless the part of you and it affects the whole of you. I guess I'm thinking about heart attacks now because I just read that Kevin a Arnold or some a 54 year old black man and I and I'm Arnold Arnold died. There's a 54 year old black man who died and I do not like hearing that. Not, you know, because I wanted like David Arnold. David A. Arnold died um, at 54. And how, how a 54 year old black man, and this guy was rich. Um, he, he, I, I guess he just got rich, but like he was still rich. So I am not, I, am, I feel some sort of way about David A. Arnold um, dying at 54. I mean, I, I remember when, what's his name? Just had a heart event. Um, the guy who is my age used to teach at Temple, got th- David, L- Mark Lamont Hill, Mark Lamont Hill had some sort of heart event. And like, that makes me feel some sort of way. Cause I think I am the same age as Mark Lamont Hill. I need to go eat a salad, man. Mark, how old is Mark Lamont? Had some spinach. He's 78. Oh yeah. He was born in 78. So yeah, we're the same age and this man had a heart attack. And I, you know, and I don't, I, I that makes me feel some sort of way because you know, black men, we expire a little bit too early. I like to think I had a little bit of shelf life, but sometimes I have chest pains and I don't sleep very well. And, and, and uh, you know, I got, I got, I got stress. So, um, uh, and if you want to make me whole and keep me whole, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic. But also if you want to make me and keep me whole, let's start supporting black communities because you know when jackson has water that's bad for every when jackson has bad water that's bad for everybody when jackson has bad water because it's a black city that's bad for everybody everybody black (laughs) and in a well-ordered world that's bad for everybody in the united states right but um so if you want to keep me alive in as an individual but also you know people like me alive support, you know, issues like reparations. Um, by the way, I'm going to do another reparation show next week. It's going to be it, it, it's going to be about why cash is important, but not um, what cash is necessary. If we're going to talk about reparations, but also our different ver- varieties of institutional support and how we get that, how people who just say like, well, you don't need cash. You just need uh, institutional support, get it wrong. And then people who say like, well, just give us cash. We'll work it out they get it wrong too. You need cash and institutions in a way I'll lay out next week. Um, thank you for your time. If you're just tuning in now, one, I wanted to tell people that you can't dis- disaggregate physical infrastructure from political infrastructure. Jackson is a political problem that's expressed in a Jackson, the water in Jackson is a physical is a political infrastructure problem that's expressed in a physical infrastructure problem. Right. If the good people of Jackson actually had political clout to like, actually like secure their rights in these United States, then they would have water. They would have clean water. Like I'm sure the suburbs, the white suburbs outside of Jackson have. Um, and also I wanted to uh, talk about how we have confusing notions about who we are as whole people and we have to numb ourselves to a lot of our immediate feelings about that to to and get a little bit confused a little bit numb ourselves to a lot of immediate feelings about who we are as whole people in order to actually get right opinions and like think through what it means to be a whole person in the united states and what it means to be a whole person in the United States is actually rather complicated I'll go into next week when I talk about reparations because I'm trying to make black people whole and that means families property means property families civil society that contracts and and like be able to compete in market-based society and that means cash in your pocket and also you know a fair say on in the governing apparatus all of those things um and they're different so Thank you, and like I said, if you appreciate anything I do, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. Kick in five, fifteen, fifty dollars a month, and I will see you next week. Peace.